Happy Saturday Combo Nation, man. What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 74 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone listening to Combo's Court across the globe. The continued support, man, nothing short of amazing. I see you downloading. I see you listening. I see you sharing. Get this done for me, man. Get this done for me. Pause this episode, leave a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app, and then get right back to the show because we have a great episode. You know it's always epic when Combo and Foamy chop it up on Combo's Court. We discuss the 2019 NBA Finals, the mentality that growing up in New York City gives you. Foamy also shares his thoughts on having his own Nike sneaker with his brother, plus so much more. Make sure you go subscribe to Foamy's YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram at Mr. Foamer Simpson. That's M-R-F-O-A-M-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. You could follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Yo, I'm, I'm kind of glad the series is over, man. Me too. It, was, it kind of stressed me out. It was weird. I, I'm, I'm glad it's over, man. I can get some sleep. Uh, it, what a weird series. Yeah, I'm glad that because now nobody could get injured anymore. That's well, why that, I'm glad. That, that too. Yeah, that was, like I said, man, just a really weird series. Not, not, not a typical um, final series. What did you make out of the injuries and – like, what was going through your head for the first one and, and the second one, like KD and then Clay? Well, it was weird, man, because, like, with KD, like, that whole month that he was out, it kind of felt like something was kind of off a little bit. You know, it was like even – Still, he, right? Still, yeah, everything seems yeah, weird. Was like, I remember even a couple days before he came back, like, he was walking around and he was kind of walking pretty gingerly. Um the, I remember seeing a, a picture or a clip where he had a bag of ice, but it was, it was like basically seemed like it was kind of on his Achilles. Yeah. And it was just like, now obviously the, the, the calf muscle goes all the way down, but it's, th- there was just something seemed a little bit weird. And then when he came back, um, it was like, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking in my head, well, KD is, you know, he's a pro and, and he's smart enough to know if he's injured, he, he can't play. He's not going to risk it. He's also in a contract year. Like, he, he's not going to do anything crazy. And then, boom, he goes down with the Achilles. And it's like, all right, first of all, was it an Achilles thing the whole time? You know, it was. Now, I know Bob Myers and Golden State, everyone came out and said, uh, no, it was the calf and blah, 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 which I'm not saying that's not true. I'm not a doctor, but so it's just a coincidence then like the initial injury had nothing to do with this dude in the prime of his career tearing or rupturing his Achilles, you know, whatever the case was. So it was just, it was super, super weird. I hated to see it. You know, 
I don't know if it's an athlete versus non-athlete thing or if it's just uh, a human being thing or what, but I know you and I, as basketball players ourselves, injuries are the worst, man. Oh, man. I tore my ACL. You know that. Yeah. And, like, so to watch them, it's like as a fellow hooper, even if you are not in the NBA, even if you're not in the series, even if, like, just as an athlete, watching someone like KD go down like that, it really was, man. It, it, it hurt. Um, yeah, it was just, it kind of really took away the enjoyment of, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, but so, you know, when it comes to a series like this, I just want to see good basketball and enjoy it as a fan of the game and seeing KD, arguably the best player in the league right now, to, to, to watch him go down, it kind of really put a damper on things and then follow it up with clay going down and you're just like, Oh man. And the thing is, and I tweeted it before the game started. And of course it's clay Thompson. So it's not like I picked some long shot sleeper, but I, but I tweeted clay Thompson is going to have a game tonight. And it just felt like you could just see, he's been playing so well throughout the series and you could just really sense how locked in he was. Yeah, I think he had a good chance for final uh, for finals MVP if, if they would have went all the way. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think he would have ended up with that, and he was just so efficient. I mean, Clay. I mean, uh, um, Steph was kind of getting his, but he's much less, or I should say, he's been much less efficient. You know, in in this or was much less efficient in the series. But um, Clay was just so locked in, man. And then when you compare him and Steph, Steph is a little bit of a liability on defense and yeah. whereas clay is an absolute nightmare for the other team. I mean, I, I forget who I was arguing with um, as far as this goes, but I said that he was the third best two way guy in the league easily. I mean, I mean, you know, you'd probably put Kawhi over him and, and, and Paul George. That's and, it. Well, and then maybe I, I guess I, I wasn't thinking about, but maybe answer to Kumpo. But is he he can't he can't really guard the perimeter like a KD or like a Kawhi. I guess that's or, true. But he honestly, KD's a better defender on the perimeter than Giannis. He is, but Giannis yeah. is better around the hoop. Rim protector, it, you know, for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's tough, but Clay is right there in that mix. Definitely, definitely. He's so good, man, and uh, it's so underrated and, and and so efficient. And there's no wasted motion with with any part of his game. So to see him when that happened, I, it, it really, it took, I'm happy for the city of Toronto. I got some homies from Toronto and, you know, for them to get their first NBA championship and all that, that's love. But it really, to me, took away from, not in the sense that I saw some people on social media talking about, oh, well, the championship is tainted and blah, blah, blah. There's no such thing. But no. it's unless there's like some sort of cheating involved, like injuries are part of the game. LeBron had to deal with it. A lot of people have had to deal with it. And that's part of winning a, a championship is basically staying healthy and having kind of the yeah. basketball gods on your side a little bit and getting some lucky uh, or luck on your side. And so not as far as that goes, but just as far as the overall enjoyment of it for me, it really, really took a hit with, with KD and Clay and, and guys that are as good as they are to get injured. And now not only that, but, and I know I'm rambling here, but not only that, now they are probably both missed next season. So yeah. 
And definitely KD and most likely Clay. Yeah, I mean, so now you have two of the best guys in the NBA are no longer, like, next season, like, it's a wrap. So, um, and then we could talk about the whole how that affects the New York Knicks, who's the team that I root for, obviously, and um, and that's a whole nother thing. But it, it, it really was, man. It, it was uh, it, it was a weird deal how it all played out, and you know, obviously, wish those guys a speedy recovery. Clay, I knew I knew it was structural damage right away. Like right away, the way he landed. Right away, and yeah. then like they were saying that um, because of the KD situation, that could have been the reason why they didn't let him out. No, what I think happened is that they have physicians in the back, and you could do a manual test for a yeah ACL yep. or a structural damage. They yeah. did that, and they realized, and they knew. But well, uh, your boy Skip is making waves though on Twitter. <laughs> is he? I, I mostly ignore him. He, he's like, I, I can't. Th- when you, th- I think of sports media. I don't know if there's a bigger bozo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like certified bozo. Like it's um to the point where like I know he's like sixty something. So you kind of just gotta let it let it ride. Like if he was like thirty five, forty, like someone would have to smack him in the mouth. Like he just. He, he's just he, he's you know what it, it's like it's the whole shock jock thing like he just says yeah. wild outlandish shit because it gets he just baits people in and it just gets tra- traffic and clicks i couldn't i could i couldn't uh agree more and uh here's here here's one of them uh, i couldn't be less happy for a finals mvp <laughs> what's, what's wrong with this guy bro just a, just a, just a salty salty saltine man like the dude is just it's unbelievable. Like he will take, um, it'll be the Indiana Pacers playing the Houston Rockets, you know, on a Tuesday night and he'll turn it into taking a shot at LeBron somehow. Like he's just, he's the biggest hater and none of it is founded in any factual information. Like he, he loved, he was out in front pushing the narrative that LeBron was a choke artist. LeBron doesn't come through when it counts and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I tweeted something out earlier. I saw that. Or I should say retweeted. The, the numbers tell a completely different story. LeBron is actually leading the pack when it comes to actual clutch performance and clutch shooting. So um, whereas Steph is at the bottom of the list and that's not a shot at Steph, I, but, but I'm just saying like, and Skip was one of the first people, like LeBrick James, and like he. And then he come... said Ben Simmons is is better than him now. He said something like that. Skip is <laughs> Skip is, uh, is Skip is. And I love drugs. Ben, and I love Ben, but come yeah, on. yeah. Skip, Skip is on drugs, and the whole thing with like, how do you not like Kawhi? Yeah, like like how do you not like? I, I personally think it's hard to not like LeBron as well, even as a Knicks fan, because you can just tell he's a good dude. But yeah. But I get that with, you know, um, some of the antics when he was young in Cleveland and, you know, kind of some of the old school guys like, oh, he's showboating and they'd be dancing on the sideline. The whole decision and the whole announcement and the way he went about that going to Miami, I think he realized in hindsight, probably not the best way to do it, even though he all of that traffic that he generated for that decision, a lot of that went to charity and stuff. But even still. I think that it probably wasn't um, the most well-executed uh, strategy. Um, but with Kawhi, bro, the dude drives like a 
04 Tahoe. Like, yeah. Like, at least up until recently, like, he had, like, a two-bedroom condo. Like He just minds his business. He just – and he just plays basketball. He just – you know, my brother and I were talking about this earlier today, actually. There's really never in the modern social media era – there just hasn't been an NBA player like him. Like, he's he's a superstar, and – you have no access to him, really. Like, he's not on Instagram and Twitter and, you know, all these other platforms. And You know, even even though your brother has broken his shell recently, it's kind of similar to your brother. Very much. Yeah. V- very much. I can much. see like, that. I can yeah, see that. Like, very, like, there's no bells and whistles. There's nothing right. extra. He's just, like, he's just about what he's about. And Kawhi just wants to play basketball. He plays hardish. How do you not like the dude? Like, 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 op- like opposite of bozos. Exactly. And so yeah. it, it makes sense yeah. that Skip, the biggest bozo on earth, would not like him. You know, like that. It's just it's crazy, man. And, you know, another thing, too, that is kind of like a pet peeve for me is when someone leaves your team. <laughs> A.K.A. the team that you're just. A ah, fan that's of. true. That's true. And, yeah. And, He's and a Spurs like guy. All of a sudden, they're a terrible person. And they're a piece of garbage and, and, you know, it's, it's really super corny. Like yeah. someone like these dudes got to make the best decisions for them and their families. And it's their life. It's their career. You don't know about like when KD left OKC as a basketball fan, I'm like, damn, and don't go to the Warriors because you, I wanted to see him win it on a team like OKC or on a team like the Knicks or on a team like, I want to see him win it where because I think he's that good. But at the same to time, to your point, if he if he if he stayed there and won a few, man, he could have been looked at as a, as a top three player all time. Exactly, and and honestly, yeah. I think a lot of those these guys, unfortunately, I, I think it is going to affect their legacy. Like if KD never wins another one, he's not going to be he's not in the LeBron discussion because no. he just isn't because he didn't do it the way Braun did. And I'm not saying I know Braun. Has- Neither is anybody playing right now. No, no, yeah. no. They're, they're just not because of the way things are, you know? Yeah. And, and I think KD is good enough to be in that discussion. So wise for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out, but I hate that. And Skip is obviously bitter that Kawhi left, you know, uh, the Spurs, who's a team that he loves and blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, bro, you don't know what was going on. Like, KD didn't like the situation with OKC for one reason or another. He's not like, I don't talk to him on the phone. Like he's not my homie. Like I, like I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I know he made the best decision for him or what he thought was the best decision for him. And how could you really be mad at that? Like he didn't leave in like an unclassy way. He didn't, you know, talk bad about anybody. He didn't, he just like these dudes have put in enough work, to make basketball their living. And it's like, if you change jobs, if you're like, you know what? I don't want to work at Starbucks anymore. I want to work at Dunkin' Donuts. Like, maybe it's a better situation. Maybe they're paying you more. Maybe the benefits were better. Maybe the- Maybe you get more free coffee. Exactly. Maybe your homie works over there. Maybe you just like the way the coffee tastes better. Like, you know, so (laughs) it's, it's, Skip is is a dweeb, man. (laughs) Straight like that. Cornball. Yo, I was walking through Brooklyn. There's a coffee shop on like every corner. Yeah, I mean, I'm you hipstered out New York City, bro. I Yo, mean, I, no, I think, I think, 
you know what I think? I think you're uh, portraying what's going on with you onto me, man. I, I've seen a lot. Of- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm projecting my hipsterness on you. <laughs> it's, uh, I, it's, it's like these artsy photos you put up. Is that hipster or not? I don't know. I don't or know. Or is that just more artsy? I, I don't know. I'm trying know, to figure it all out. It, it's, it's a fine line, man. But you, you drink green smoothies, very hipster of you, you know? I have you- the fanny pack, actually, which is actually helping me with screen time. Wow. I'm trying to stay off the screen and I think the fanny pack is helping me. I mean, the, the fanny pack is phenomenal, man. Like you're, I mean, you know, but, but you know, you're entering the dad chapter of life. Yes. You know, Papa combo. We're out here. So, you know, exactly. You know, very out here. So you gotta have, you kind of gotta have uh, the fanny pack on deck when you enter that stage. So, you know, you're, you're ready. You got the fanny pack ready, zipped up and uh, ready to uh, tackle fatherhood. <laughs> How's it? How's it feel having your own Nike sneaker? Yo, that video was amazing. Cause for me, cause even when we were playing in high school, I feel like like growing up in New York City playing basketball, you gotta you gotta kind of shield your emotions. You gotta kind of hide your emotions, or people will take advantage of it. One hundred percent. It's you know it's funny. I forget who I. It's funny you bring that up. I was just talking to someone about that. I I can't remember uh, who it was, but New York City. You know, especially when we were coming up, it's uh. It really was, man. It was a, it was very like a, a dog eat dog type of place. It, it was very um, rugged, and it was. And name uh, a player who didn't think they were the best player in New York City. One hundred percent. And and and, and you kind of had to. It was like it was weird. I remember when I went to college, and uh, one of my teammates was from L.A. and he played at Westchester High School. You know when they had uh, Trevor Ariza and Amir Johnson and. Bobby Brown and, and all these different guys. Um, and him and I would talk and it was weird because he would kind of describe the LA hoop scene to me. And it was like, they were all friends. And yeah. Then, like they all kept in touch and they all hung out together and they all met up even dudes who went to different schools and like, you know, went to the movies together and just like, it was like there was a camaraderie within. I think that's kind of cool. I think that's kind of cool. It's it's very cool, honestly. Actually, the guy who I think really um, led the way with that in L.A. was Baron Davis. I can remember, um, you know, I went to West Georgia. It was a D2 school. um, And uh, uh, Baron Davis used to call my man up. And, you know, my man was not anybody famous or anybody, you know, it was not like we were at Duke and would call up and check on him. And, um, you know, and at, at this time, you know, BD was in the league and, um, so it was just, I think he really kind of created that basketball culture out there, or, or at least was a huge part of it. And I was like, damn, man, you know, in, in, in New York, it was kind of like, yo, just a bunch of assassins. Savages. And if we were hanging out, we were just talking crap to each other. Basically. And, and, and nothing was off limits. Ever. Could, anything. Mothers, anything. girlfriends. any Grandmothers. Man. Yeah, it was like, it, it, it really does put you in like, you know, uh, a certain type of, of mindset or whatever. And I mean, I'm obviously I, I wouldn't trade any of it. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that. Well, I'm I think it, it, it could help you in some ways too, with competitiveness and trying to 100%. be the best. And there's definitely downfalls to it too. It's, but there's both. It goes, it's a gift and curse to everything. Exactly. Pros and cons to everything. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And so when I saw that video, I never saw you emotional like that before. I was like, Whoa. Yo, and, it was weird. And, and, and look, and on, and on social media, it's like sometimes you tr- try and create moments, 
but this was just like a great moment that happened to be captured on video. You know yeah. what I mean? It was, it was, it was, it was so real. Out. It was so real. It was, it was very real. And the thing is, could you tell on camera? I, he almost made me cry. Of course I could tell. And I Damn. never seen you even close to getting like that. And I know you went through stuff. I know you, it, it wasn't so easy for you growing up. For sure. And, and, but you just, you just hit everything, I think. Like, yeah. you never showed any kind of emotion. I think I was more emotional than you. But you yeah, never I showed. Much. I used to just be like, yo, this guy's ice cold when I was younger. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, but, I, but I really, I was, you know. It's yeah, like, you were. You know, and obviously, you know, I'm a grown up now and stuff. And so I'm in a little bit of a different place. But yeah, also, you know, you know, my family, my brother, like, you know, there was definitely some stuff incorporated into the sneaker that, you know, is kind of like, um, uh, I guess, emotional. Yeah, I think it, it kind of gave you memory to all this long journey you went on with your brother. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you know, I got another brother, too, that, you know, a lot of people yeah. don't know about. And we have a sister as well. But, you know, with with Buckets and I, it, it's it's crazy because we, we've pretty much been together through the whole thing. And like like literally. And, and again, I put this on Twitter, but and I, and I, I threw a little picture out there that we don't have yeah. any pictures from that time. But right. I wish we know, had a picture of our time in school, man. At oh, least one. Oh, that would have been talked, great. We've talked about that before. How many how many flicks did we miss out on, man? Like some great stuff. Know, oh man. With all those players from all those different cities and, and just, yeah. you know, thankfully, you know, it's uh, the, the mental and the memory is, is where it's, it was, where it's really, really at. But, you know, for, for me and him, you know, we, we had come a long way and, and still have a long way to go, but, you know, we grew up without a pot to piss in, man. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, bouncing around from apartment to apartment, studio apartment. I, there was a time where the whole family was literally in one room. My pops built six bunk beds and he staggered them in such a way so that when you sat up, you wouldn't bump your head on the on the bed above you. And uh, we, we were in, in one room. We've lived in trailer parks. I mean, all, all over the place. So it's and Buckets and I, you know, my brother and I, we would always be talking about like, Yo, man, and especially because we both hooped. Yo, man, one day we'll have our own sneaker. And yo, man, one day Nike's going to be sponsoring us and paying us. And, you know, so even though the path has been a little bit different um, than we initially thought, it's still dope, man. Like, you know, you come out here, you know, you're in L.A., you know, you get surprised with a Nike sneaker with with your a caricature or your face on the insole. And it's like. You know, it definitely is. My ten-year-old self is just like, damn, dog. Like, this is this is really happening. So it, it, it was super special, and it caught me so off guard um, that it was. I didn't really have time to to gear up for it. I didn't really have time to, you know, get my uh, my stone face on. <laughs> yeah, you know, when we were in um, school, you used to be so sure you were making the league, right? And the funny thing is, I think I think everything you're doing is even bigger than anything being in the NBA would be to me personally. I, I, I agree. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's tough, man. Obviously you and I both, you know, out there, you know, in 20 degree weather in Northern yeah. Massachusetts, you know, two New York city kids just, you know, pounding the pavement, but it's, um, it's, it's been an interesting journey. Um, and it's, I'm, 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 I feel very fortunate, very blessed because, I still play ball, 
you know, yeah. I, I, I still love it. I still love the game. I still, you know, I get to work with my brother. We get to create and do dope things. And yeah, it's stuff that we're passing on your time, on your time. Exactly. You're not, exactly. there's no practice 9am if you don't want to go. I mean, you work out every morning now because you exactly. want to, but it's your schedule. Yeah, it's not. And you know, there was, and you know, I played overseas a little bit, obviously not as long as you, but yeah. it was, um, man, there, there was something about playing in college and, and, and playing overseas that it really did start to feel like a job. Yeah. And it really did. I, I, I hate to say this because it sounds so cliche, but it really did take some of the love out of it for me, you know, where it's right. like, it's, and now I've kind of got that back. Like when I fell in love with basketball as a young kid in, in New York city, it wasn't, I wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, be a billionaire. And this, like, I was just playing because I loved it. Yeah. I think, I think that's why you and I were able to get as good as we got and were able to have some pretty good success was because we were passionate about it. And like, you didn't have to like, for me and you going to the gym and getting shots up was, it was a treat. Definitely. Like, like we that, that we tried to get out of all the school stuff so we could go work out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I can remember having teammates at every level that I've played at where they were like, damn, man, God, I don't want to get shots up. Right. You know, I don't want to go work on ball handling. My career is over and I still do it. You know, the funny thing is I never thought I would. I'd be like, oh, yeah, after I'm done playing, I'll probably not work out. But it's just kind of so big a part of what I do. I don't do it as much, obviously, as I did. But, right. But yeah, I'm still it's working on my game. Are, for sure. Yeah. There it is. Episode 74 is in the books. Big shouts to Foamy for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, man. Combo Nation. Leave a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for 75. Combo out.